Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. <laughs> Archangels, Ghosts, and Bigfoot, oh my, it's just another night for Supernatural Girls. Real stories, real answers to life's biggest supernatural mysteries. And now, for another exciting interview with paranormal experts from this world and others. Here's your host, paranormal researcher Patricia Baker, on the one, the only, Supernatural Girls. Welcome, everyone, to another exciting episode of Supernatural Girls Radio. I'm your host, Patricia Baker, and I'm here with my co-host. She's back, Michelle Claire. Michelle, how are you tonight? I am doing well. How are you, Patricia? I'm great. I finally have some news of hot weather to share here in New England. It's a thrill. Okay. It's a thrill. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, we're warm, but we're super warm today. It was in the 90s, so very different than what we're used to. But you know what? I really kind of liked it. So, but you it have like been summer. busy. <laughs> it was summer. It was finally summer. Mm-hmm. So I know you've been doing a lot of traveling, but then you weren't feeling well with COVID. We missed you, and now you're back. Thank goodness, and you're feeling better. Thank you. I am feeling better. Um, it was it was a tough 16 days, but I am feeling better and happy to be back. Yay. Yay. So what Yay. do you have going on? I know you said you've got some new stuff coming up. I do. So for people in the Phoenix area, I'll be working the Phoenix Psychic Fair this Sunday. So if you want an in-person reading, come on down for that. I'll have a webinar series starting on the 4th of August about medical intuitive shifts. And then I'll be working out at the Helping Parents Heal Conference in Phoenix at the Wild Horse Pass, and that's August 18th. Then we have sound and energy healing and readings August 28th. And then I'm headed to the IANS Conference in Salt Lake City. So there are a million really fun and in-person things coming up in the next couple months. And this is all on your website, which is, tell everybody your website. Michelle. Claire, yep, Michelle Claire, C L A R E dot net, and you can find all of my upcoming events there. Super duper. Well, that's wonderful. So glad you're back. We missed you. And I, um, there's a lot to talk about tonight. And of course, we have my most favorite guest, Lon Milo Duquette, is here gracing us with his presence. We have some fascinating things to discuss. We're going to bring him on in just a few minutes. But I wanted to remind everybody, please go to our Facebook page. Give us a like and a follow there, Twitter, etc. We're on all of it, so make sure you're following us. We've got some great stories, especially on our Facebook page, so make sure to check that out. And let's see what else. We've got some 
good health products, really great health products, on our Supernatural Girls webpage. So if you go there and you want to try anything out, you can purchase it. I don't sell them directly. Um, I just have the links directly to the company. And the company will be giving you a discount. So when you buy from our website, they will offer you a discount, and it's worth it. So to save every penny you can, right? So check that out. Mm-hmm. you got to save money today if you can. And <laughs> Also, I don't know if you are aware of this. But the cornucopia is now gone from the Fruit of the Loom logo. And what I mean by I gone <laughs> uh-huh. is gone. I mean, it was never there gone. And I think it's, here we go, it's another Mandela effect. So next week we're wow. going to be talking to William Stickevers. He is a great astrologer coming in to talk specifically about Reagan, President Reagan, who was briefed about a hostile U, um, UFO race. We want to hear about that. But we also are going to question William about CERN and all of these effects people are seeing. So we're going to check with him to see what's in the skies, mm-hmm. what's in the stars about CERN. Because, you know, another thing that happened, I am not a big Britney Spears fan, but I'm aware of her songs, Hit Me Baby One More Time that she performed mm-hmm. in her video, and what color was her skirt? Well, I will tell you. I don't know. It was. Okay. It was red. It was red. But guess what? It's not red anymore. It's black. Now, I've talked mm-hmm. to a number of Britney Spears fans, and they swear to me, nope, it was never black. They watched all of her videos. They know all of her songs. It was never, ever black. Where is this coming from? So all of these changes in the reality, the consensual reality that we have, it is really strange stuff. So people are watching closely to identify even more of these Mandela effects. So where is this coming from? We're going to talk to William about that next week. Very strange stuff. So it is. there you are. There you have it. (laughs) So um, we're going to be talking about some really interesting things tonight, much more interesting than Britney Spears' skirt. And it's going to make you think, and it's going to make you laugh, and it's going to entertain you to great heights, but you're also going to learn a lot because that's the guest we have tonight. He is fantastic. He is a legend In the world of magic and the occult, he has written over 19 books. I've lost count. And they're all terrific books. How I first met Lon was when I read his book, My Life with the Spirits, my most favorite book in the world. It made me laugh out loud. It was amazing. And guess what? Everybody, if you haven't read this book yet, if you don't own this book, you are going to have an opportunity to purchase the audiobook, which is going to be coming out within the next six months. We'll be sure to announce it. So for people who have given up on reading and prefer to listen, you're going to be able to listen to my life with the spirits. So tonight, we are going to be talking to Lon about his personal stories. And we're going to be talking about a whole new take on demons, because Lon's got it down. And we're going to be talking maybe about some angel stuff, too. So 
You will not be bored. I guarantee it. He is an expert. He is a great author, and he is with us right now. So, Lon, welcome to the show. Well, thank you very much. And I think I've got a theory about Britney Spears' dress. Ah, do tell. <laughs> okay. We're ready. What well, everybody knows that she's a fan of the Rolling Stones. Right. And I... I have a feeling it's an homage to the, the Rolling Stones song. I see a, I see a red door, but I want to paint it black. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I see. So she changed and, it even on her older videos. That's pretty true. That sounds very well, magical. I, I to hope me. it's a red door. I, <laughs> I forget the lyrics. Right. I'm just, You're right. I, I'm having you on. I don't know. I don't have a theory. Yeah, and I did neglect to mention that you are also a performer. You also sing and play guitar. You perform. You're just amazing. But what we're here to talk about tonight, I just can't wait. So we're thrilled to have you online. So always an honor. Well, well, uh, Thank you very much. It, it's it's just a treat to talk to live people. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I've been I've been so sequestered for the for the last uh, almost two years now, and uh, I uh, have you know canceled you know all my most of my uh, in person uh, you know lectures and and concerts and things like that and. And I'm just stuck in the, stuck in the house here with my wife of 55 years, and oh my um, goodness. and we've and we've actually gotten to know each other. And, uh, <laughs> and do you is, still like each other? <laughs> uh, well, that's <laughs> I, I, you know we our marriage lasted for uh, for so long because we didn't get to know each other very well. <laughs> And uh, we believe that communication is just completely overrated, and uh, so. But we're we're trying to we're trying to adjust. But you do get on people's nerves when when uh, you're stuck in the same house with them for two years straight. It's, oh, it's like gosh. A, it's like one of those things where astronauts, you know, in a in a spacecraft going to the Mars or something, have to <laughs> drive each other crazy, you know. Oh so. no, I know, really, because you used to take some pretty long trips to China and other places. You'd be gone. You would be gone for like months, and now I'd you're there all the time. the time. Yes. And uh, oh my. Yeah, when I was gone for for months at a time, that's when we find out how much we do love each other. Is, yeah, is, uh, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Michelle, you haven't met Constance, but she is absolutely beautiful, and she looks much younger than her years. I swear to God, the woman doesn't age, and Aww. she is a force of nature. And so you have mm. two very beautiful, very strong people right there. Right there in Sacramento. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, Sacramento hasn't seen very much of it. So, so, but, uh, but I am doing, 
uh, a lot of uh, Zoom type w- workshops and, and uh, things like that, and and my uh, my Chinese students. Uh, I'm continuing a, a series of uh, magic classes, Kabbalah classes, uh, uh, and uh, currently I'm f- uh, finishing up a three-part Kabbalah uh, class for. Uh, oh, e- each of the each of the things is three hours long, and and there's nine of them, and and uh, that keeps me busy and keeps me in my in my office with the fan going. <laughs> and, oh, uh, that's terrific. <laughs> yeah, so, so I'm working as you as you know, I'm uh, doing writing projects and and yes. uh, things like that and uh got a new uh a new old book coming out. Uh my uh I've only written two novels because uh I don't know. I just did it because I felt like it. But I've got two uh, <laughs> two, two novels, and, and one I wrote uh, what has become the first uh, version of it uh, well over 20 years ago uh, oh called uh, called The Accidental Christ. Oh, yeah. And uh, uh, it... Uh, the good folks at Llewellyn are doing uh, are doing that, so that's com- coming out soon. And and other projects, you know, you and I have a project going. And um, yes, so I'm keeping busy. I just celebrated my seventy uh, fourth birthday, which I've totally, totally kept completely secret all over <laughs> Facebook. <laughs> Happy birthday. So, well, thank you. Oh, my goodness. Yes. <laughs> I, I allow people to celebrate the entire month of July. Okay. So, uh, I owe you a birthday present. <laughs> I definitely do. Well, just, just hearing your voice is birthday present. Oh, now, so. you charmer, you. Yes. <laughs> but well, we, we were going to talk about demons. Uh, yeah, what do you think? Should we t- should we go there? I mean, you know, people are going to just freak out hearing about demons, but you have a whole different take on demons. So, yeah, I think we should talk yeah. about that. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, well, I I'm sure that there are all sorts of uh uh, uh you know, balls of of untamed energy uh floating around the the universe. And uh, but the demons I'm talking about are the the are a class a classification of uh, of spiritual uh, beings that uh, truly the magician creates themselves. Uh, you know my my rabbi Rabbi Lamed Ben Clifford says that it, it's all in your head. You just have no idea how big your head is right and uh the same thing goes with uh uh spiritual entities that you tend to tend to work with so uh even though maybe people may agree on the the literary 
characteristics of archangels, angels, spirits, and intelligences. But ultimately, when you're dealing with that as an individual or as a magician, uh, the thing you're working with is the thing as you understand it, as you, in other words, as you create it. So uh, my angel Raphael or Gabriel is different. Is different. It's it's a lawn kind of Gabriel. It's a lawn kind of Raphael, and yours would be a Pat- Patricia kind. Okay. Yeah. They don't have objective uh, objective reality. Uh, uh, not that they're not real. Okay, but they don't have the same kind of objective reality as, uh, uh, say, the Empire State Building. The Empire mm-hmm. State Building is, is more or less the same for everybody that, that uh, uh, you know, gets inside it and goes up the elevator and stuff like that. But uh, uh, ultimately, even that Empire State Building is how you perceive it. Is how you are processing the information of the of the the Empire State Building in your own mind, and nobody's mind is like your your mind. So it ultimately it's your Empire State Building too. Does does right. that make any sense? Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And the same thing with with uh, uh, these uh, spiritual forces. You could look at uh, 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 people like the use the concept of everything is in the mind of God. And uh, the, you know, if you, if you start thinking about, well, uh, did God make the, you know, Satan? You know, did God make the, well, yes, but the, when you say God, you have to, you have to sort of really expand your mind to something that is so big that there is no opposite. Okay. Aha. Uh-huh. So it's all inclusive. It, it, yes. Mm-hmm. So uh, if uh, if uh, your idea of God is uh, so small or limited that there is an opposing force to that that God, then uh, that God isn't big enough yet. It has to be something uh-huh. so big that it doesn't have an opposite. And mm. so the the what we're dealing with when you when you try to uh split your spiritual spirit uh entities up into uh good angels and bad demons, well they're little goods and little bads. And ultimately they're inside one big transcendent good okay and hmm. that transcendent good is the supreme being that uh in the story solomon plugged into solomon didn't plug into a little good when he entered into the presence of uh, of god before he could you know do his magic Solomon plugged himself into the big G good. <laughs> okay. And then he yeah. had just as much 
influence with and control over both the little goods of the angelic forces and the little evils of the of the blind forces of of nature's or nature of or the demons because the story goes in solomonic magic that solomon built the temple of god using a labor union of demons yeah how so, how did he do that because they well, talk about and, his ring well how did he really do yes. this well, from a historic objective point of view, um, he probably there wasn't a Solomon to to do that. But the myth of Solomon, the legend of Solomon, is more true than any historical event could possibly uh, be, mm. because it is it contains in that legend a secret of human consciousness, the secret of consciousness itself, and how and uh, how we can, to our advantage, to our evolution, um, uh, in a balanced way, take take advantage of that for our own for our own growth, for our own liberation. So the idea is this: let me tell you. What were yes, you tell you on the edge okay, of my chair. Okay. <laughs> what is it? Well, the the I'll put on my rabbi yarmulke here and and tell you the okay. the the Solomon story. Um, and the Solomon story isn't uh, uh, unique to uh, the Judeo Christian uh, uh, religions and and, and cultures. Uh, it's Solomon was a was a big hero in in Islam, uh, a big mythological hero in Islam too, and uh, the stories of Solomon aren't limited to uh, the canonical texts of of uh, of the Bible. There's lots of Solomon stories, and most dramatic are those told in the uh, A Thousand and One Nights, the story mm. of Scheherazade. A Thousand and One Arabian Nights, okay, that right. that story. And modern ceremonial magic is based on medieval ceremonial magic that used A Thousand and One Arabian Nights as the textbook of these archetypal hierarchical uh, set of spirits. So when modern magicians are, are, are using Solomonic magic, they're dealing with a set of characters, a list of demons, lists of angels, lists of archangels, spirits, and intelligences drawn from a thousand and one Arabian Nights, and the huh. the modern and the modern magician, in a sense, if he's if he's going to use this particular technique of magic, is taking on the persona 
and using the formula of the character of Solomon. And here's Solomon's story. His dad was King David. And King David uh, was successful in uh, in uh, battles and became king of the of Israel uh, because he won a whole bunch of battles. He was an incredible uh, general. Okay, but he made yeah. a deal. He made a deal with the supreme intelligence of the universe. He made a deal with God to build a house where the God could dwell. And that house was supposed to be a miniature working model of the universe. That the temple of God was meant to be in its proportions and its construction. It was meant to reflect perfectly the characteristic of the universe now uh, you know what you do if you have a set of tuning forks and you've got a high a note and you've got a big tuning fork that is a low a note but if you hit that low a note near the high tuning fork a they don't even have to touch the high tuning fork a the miniature the miniature working model of the big tuning fork a the little one starts to vibrate right yeah okay the idea was if you make a building if you make a house that's the perfect miniature working model of the cosmos and you make it perfect then it vibrates with the same frequency as the big universal supreme vibration of the of god in other words if you make a perfect little working model of god it will quiver in the with the same frequency as as the the big vibratory reality of of the supreme consciousness of the universe. So, so uh, David said, "Yeah, I'll do that. Just let me win a bunch of battles." <laughs> okay. Well, okay. he won a bunch of he won a bunch of battles, and he uh, uh, you know he just like a kind of a normal guy, he falls in love with a general's wife and he sends the general off to a battle where he's going to get killed and and he, <laughs> so he, he you know he does naughty things and uh and he <laughs> killed so many killed so many people that that he was denied the privilege of building the house that he swore he'd build and so david sort of uh uh died without fulfilling the the pledge and Solomon was his uh was one of his sons and he inherited the the kingdom and he also inherited this job of building the temple well Solomon wasn't a uh a warrior 
Solomon was like a, a poet musician. Hmm. He he was he was a hippie, okay. <laughs> and Solomon, and as all musicians are, it, insanely lazy, and uh, <laughs> we're we're all bums, okay. Uh, yeah. Wonderful bums, but we're bums. And so he said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to meditate because I can't build this thing. I, I don't know what the contractors are. I, I, I don't know how the universe runs. I can't. The, the only person that, that knows how to make this miniature working model of the cosmos is God itself. And so Solomon, the way they worded it is, Solomon entered into the presence of God. In other words, he raised his consciousness to that supreme singularity. And he entered into the presence of the supreme singularity, however he did it. And said, and when he got there, the, the supreme singularity said, "Whoa, nobody's done that before. What? What do you want, kid?" And <laughs> and and uh, he said, "Look, you know, my dad made a uh, deal with you to build the uh, working model of the cosmos, so you could indwell your vibration in in a place right on Earth." Um, I don't know how to do it. Only you know how to do that. You know, I give me the wisdom to pull this thing off. Okay, now, every Kabbalist knows that wisdom is the name of the third sephira on the, on the tree, of, uh, tree of life. Or the, uh, it's on the supernal triad. It's right there in the mind of God itself. Mm. One, two, and three is, aren't three uh, emanations. They're just one emanation thinking about itself. So wisdom is, call, is called uh, uh, chokmah. It's number two, excuse me. It's number two on the tree of life. The perfect reflection of uh, the singularity. And God was so impressed. He says, wow. Nobody has ever done that before. You know, not only do you get up here, but you, you ask the neatest damn question. Yeah, you, you got it. You know, you got it, uh, uh, kid. I'll, I'll give you the, the, the wisdom to, to pull this off. Not only that, with that wisdom, I'm going to show you how all of the heavy lifting in the universe, all the constructive stuff, all of the destructive stuff, all the stuff that gets moved around, all the stuff that gets transformed, all this heavy lifting in the universe, hey, it's not done by angels. It's done by a really roughneck crew of blind forces that get themselves organized here and there 
to pull the together planets and stars and and uh, rocks and and fish and and uh, pizzas and things like that. It takes demons <laughs> to, to to actually do that because angels, uh, you know, they try to make a pizza and they, their feathers just go right through the dough, you know. <laughs> and and so he said, as long as you keep vibrating with me here you can take all of these blind forces in the universe and organize them and they'll do the heavy lifting to build that temple and they will as long as they're working for you and they know that you're working for me you're going to get that thing done that's the secret of Solomonic magic. That's what these demons are. They're uh, a labor union of really good workers as long as they know who's boss. Oh. Now, wow. just, just uh, look at a bulldozer. <laughs> or a, a steamroller, okay? It's heavy equipment, and but you need it, to, uh, to, uh, you know, to build a building. You need it to clear the ground. You need it to 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 pave things. You need really dangerous, dangerous equipment to construct something beautiful. Even even to even a uh, 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 a painter can't make something beautiful without uh, using potentially dangerous tools. You know, you could stick that paintbrush in your eye. Yeah. Or drop a chisel <laughs> on your foot. You know. Right. The, right. But if you leave that steamroller turned on and the steamroller driver jumps off the steamroller at four o'clock when it's quitting time and that steamroller can just drive itself helter skelter all over the, the the neighborhood it'll level the neighborhood and it will seem evil mm-hmm. it will seem destructive it will exercise all that power along the lines of least resistance all over that place. But when it is controlled by a skilled worker, when it's controlled by a magician, it does its creative thing. It can build a cathedral. Now, you don't cast moral aspersions on the steamroller. <laughs> okay. Right. Yeah. It, it, mm-hmm. In other words, there is no such thing as black magic. There are only black magicians. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, 
Well, you know, when, they, when I was a kid, I'd watch the Academy Awards. I've always watched the Academy Awards. I'm a, I'm a sucker. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but in the old days, they actually did get up, like when an actress uh, uh, is accepting her award. She'd get up and thank all of the little people who made right, it possible. Yeah. Okay. Yes. And uh, well, I don't ever actually remember someone saying the little people, <laughs> but <laughs> but that's what they meant. You know, you thank all the little people, uh, the makeup person, their mother and their father, and their acting uh, coach in high school, and their their uh, 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 costumer and their their coaches, and, th- and they thank a million million people. Sometimes they even thank the stage crew that built the set, you know? Yeah, they go overboard with that, yeah. Yeah, and they gush. They just gush and go on and yes. on. Now, those those demons actually worked for that person and did make it possible. And when they're thanking the little people, they're thanking demons that actually work to their advantage. But those same characters, that same makeup artist could have made them look horrible. That mm-hmm. same, that sa- their parents could have, have abused them into, into uh, uh, traumatic, uh, and perhaps they even did. And and uh, the the director uh, could have browbeat them into to insanity. Just as easily, those same little people, those same angels, could have worked their magic, could have worked their talents to turn that into a nightmare, and that person would not be standing there in the warmth of the footlights uh, accepting that award. Do you see where I'm going with that? Yes. It couldn't go one so way these, or the other. Yes. Yeah. So the, the mm-hmm. Goetic spirits, as uh, or that's what it's called, uh, the Goetia, is a set of uh, uh, 72 classic angels from... Uh, medieval literature that have have uh, uh, in the past characteristically worked for a few magicians enough for them to to uh, uh, use their imaginations and collect these spirits into seventy two uh, individual spirits that uh, truly they plucked it from older documents and and it's a it's a mix-up of hundreds of years worth of stuff it's not a uh, the goetia that modern magicians are working with are one magician's collection of the greatest hits of Solomonic magic that they mm-hmm. collected 
uh, back in the 1400s and, and put together in one volume uh, for their own convenience. And then that's been used as the lesser key of Solomon, the greater key of Solomon that the magicians today use. So don't think we're reaching so far back into history that this is some, somehow sacrosanct uh, uh, magical material. It's one magician's collection of the greatest uh, greatest hits of the demon world. But but let me ask you broken... a question, Lon, if I may. Yes. May I ask you a question? I don't mean to interrupt the flow of the story oh, you're no, telling, I, but I, just to be able to understand, like, you know, here we are. I mean, Michelle and I are, are just like regular folks um, with our own set of angels and demons, from what you're saying. And I understand that. It's It's like, are we then, are you saying that we are responsible for both energies? We're responsible for the demons, and we're responsible for the angels. Is that what, how this is? Is where this oh, well, is leading I would, to? I would, I would mm-hmm. say I wish I could have said that at first, and I wouldn't have had to be talking for the last ten minutes. So, yes, that's that's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah, and, because uh, you know this is why I think this is important too, is because so many people negate the demon side it's like you know you just have to get rid of them and i don't think there is getting rid of them so and and what you're saying is there's this energetic relationship so so there is an energetic relationship that we can make use of because you can't ever completely get rid of them right well well no the, the idea is to redeem them Redeem them, okay. Mm-hmm. So guide them and direct them. Is that what and you're thinking? That, that's right. And and when you um, now, all of us, you and me, everybody, in a sense, we all come just hardwired with seventy-two of 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 these. Of these spirits, we all we all how many six packs of these? We all come hardwired with them, okay? And uh, yeah. we and some of us that are getting along relatively well with life have already mastered and redeemed, you know, maybe two thirds of them. We don't even we've already figured out in our own little way we've mastered certain talents we've we've turned uh so many lemons in our life into lemonade <laughs> okay right yeah we've already we've already got most of these uh so-called demons we've already got them under control they're already working for us but only in so much as we've gotten our own stuff together in order to make mastery of them, just, uh, you know, we don't even notice it. But there are others that we don't have control over. There are others that we haven't mastered. There are others that still need to be redeemed. And when we have a problem 
a specific problem or when we do something where we slap our foreheads and say, oh, my God, I'm my own worst enemy. I, I just keep doing that. Why do I do that? That's one of these demons that you don't have control over. These are still running amok. They're burning through your soul like Drano <laughs> along the <laughs> along the paths of least resistance because you've yet to master them. So the idea is, the practical idea is that the magician has a problem, and the magician would like that problem solved. And the magician realizes that they're not smart enough to figure out exactly how to arrange the universe to make that happen, and they have to enter in to the presence of deity and and go, you know, oh, I know this has to happen. I know I want to get this done. Supreme deity, help me tackle this problem. Give me the wisdom to find out what part of me is letting myself down. What part of me do I need to trap in a triangle and give it new orders. That's called the invocation, where you enter into the presence of deity. That's where the magician plugs him or herself up by sticking their finger in the light socket above their head in order to get that, get in sync with how the universe should be running. A good magician doesn't try to micromanage the situation. You, you, you don't whip up a demon and say, I, th- I think I want you to make the girl next door fall in love with me because I think it's my will that she falls in love with me. So I want you to make her fall in that's a really bad idea. Yes, it if is. You, if, if <laughs> she's her own magician, you're not going to make her do anything, okay? And you haven't, and you haven't obviously plugged yourself into the great, great above if you're even thinking that way. <laughs> right. But if you try to micromanage a situation like that, it's not you that's in control of the demon. It's the demon that's in control of you. And maybe the fastest way to, for you to get that girl to fall in love with you is to have an accident where you cut your legs off and she feels sorry for you and falls in love with you. Yeah, not a good idea. Are you ready to pick up that tab? (laughs) You know, do you yeah. love her? <laughs> okay. Otherwise, yeah, that's not a good otherwise, idea. otherwise, you're going to have to turn yourself. You're going to have to redeem yourself into the type of person that she falls in love with. You mm-hmm. can't work on her. 
You can only work with yourself. The magician only has the magician to work with. And so the the idea that you've got uh, a very colorful set of spirits, 72 of them, and you think that, well, I'm already probably in control of most of these, but I got a specific problem. Which of these demons is my problem? And then you you read their characteristics and what they do. You get a you get a, a good feel. Like if I had this guy working for me instead of against me, I think this is the guy I could work with. And there, there's a whole then a system of stuff you do. You lay out a triangle uh, to uh, uh, trap them in, literally, and you protect yourself with a circle. And and you, uh, uh, it's not a recipe. You have to figure this stuff out yourself. The 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 book just gives you the the formula, the basic steps, and then you, you more or less have to figure it out yourself. But you do, you can. That's what magicians do. That's what makes magicians magicians. But then you call up the spirit, and you have, for the first time, a face-to-face talk with this guy. Look, you've been working against me my whole life. You know, stop it. (laughs) (laughs) Knock it off. (laughs) Knock it off. I, I'm working for I'm working for the supreme consciousness of the universe, and you know there's a bump in the road in the universe here as long as I don't have this situation under control. So you're gonna, and I know you can help me do this because currently you're the problem, and it's a wonderful psychodrama. It's a powerful psychological exercise, if nothing else, for you to rearrange your own problem in order to make that problem itself the solution to that problem. And then you give that spirit its marching orders. You make it say swear obedience unto you and help you expand, help you evolve. And then that spirit once just like a tamed horse, a wild stallion that, that you've that you've tamed, the stallion itself is even happier when it's not wild and crazy and bumping up against stuff (laughs) (laughs) and hurting hurting itself, okay? The magician raises the spiritual status of the spirit demon that that once was a demon and is now a higher spiritual being. You, the magician, raises the demon even as the magician is raised to higher spiritual status. Eliphas Levy's poem, uh, The Magician, said, uh, Their faces and their shapes are terrible and strange, 
these devils by my might to angels I will change. Mm. Mm. That's beautiful. So, yeah. And it makes so much sense to approach this in this manner because, I mean, we can be bothered by, I mean, so many different things. Especially right now, there's so much craziness going on and so many changes all at once. So there's a lot coming at us and trying to control each and every event, it's overwhelming. It's just overwhelming. overwhelming. So to take it into this realm of of good magic, responsible magic, makes so much more sense. It's more efficient. And you just provided us with structure for this, mm-hmm. which isn't super complicated either, which I like. That's, right. that's easy. And, and, and uh, the, it's had a bad reputation because uh, – it's not a healthy thing to do if the magician is overly uh, uh, superstitious. Mm-hmm. This is not a superstition mm-hmm. type uh, type thing. This is not a, uh, it's not for the immature or or superstitious or uh, uh, someone who's half crazy to begin with. Right. Yeah, and this, these are people who really want to take responsibility for their lives and and also connect with source energy or great spirit or whatever you want to call it. So supreme deity, it's it's all the same. So yeah, mm-hmm. it's it makes so much sense, Lon. The the way you talk about this, it makes so much sense. But now, what happened with King Solomon? Can we also talk about? Can you talk about? And explain to us, because he had a ring, right? And something happened where one of the demons got his ring. Isn't that what happened? Oh, that's, that's, that's one. Yeah, that's one of the legends. Uh, and there's all sorts of legends of Solomon and putting the spirits in bottles, and the bottles get thrown in the in the sea and everything else, uh, uh, which really it all makes sense, you know, from a perfectly uh logical uh psychological point of view uh and please don't think i'm trying to turn everything into psychological stuff okay uh Mm -hmm. great great art these myths are truer than history than objective history okay that's why that's why myths are so important so i'm not denigrating the the importance of all of this. So the story of the ring. Uh, uh, there's all all sorts of there's there's the the, the ring that he used to uh, to cut the stones for the temple. You know, like a laser, like a laser. It was a worm, <laughs> a worm in the ring. And and there's the uh, uh, the classic ring of Solomon is the two interlaced uh, equilateral triangles, uh, uh, the six-pointed star, star of David, okay, Mogan David, uh, which is a symbol of the macrocosm, okay, the greater world. And uh, above, there's only one thing above that greater world, and that's that supernal triad, uh, 
uh, one, two, and three, the singularity, wisdom, and understanding. And then there's there's the, the universe itself represented by the the next six sephir on the tree of life. And so that's a Solomon's ring, and it shows that he's 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 had that conversation with deity. So when uh, the the various legends of uh, of uh, his ring get stolen and everything else, uh, or he uses it here, uses it there, or an unworthy uh, uh, character gets a hold of it temporarily, something like that is uh, uh, in reference to uh, the if Solomon would lose his ring temporarily, that means he's lost his connection. He's pulled his finger out of the socket. Oh. <laughs> he's pulled his finger okay. out of the light socket. And so, and so he's, he's bummed out. He's crazy. He's, he's, uh, uh, he gave uh, away his power. There you go. There you go. Interesting. Yeah, see, you help make us make sense out of all this. This is really important information for all of us to have. It really is. And and how we can use these opportunities to empower ourselves rather than be victims and, and also to move ahead on on our own scale of ascension. So it, it makes a lot of, just again, I can't stop saying it, it makes so much sense to me. I, you know what I'm thinking of too, Lon, is that, that experience you had about that troll that was causing you so much anxiety and pain when he was talking about you and your weight on social media and how you turned it all around. That was great. Oh, uh, yeah. that's a perfect. That's a perfect example. Uh, yeah. This guy was, Tell the audience uh, what know. happened. That was amazing. Yeah. Well. Uh, uh, you know, I had a terrible, terrible weight problem. I've always sort of battled, battled a weight problem. It's a thyroid thing, but I don't want to cop out and say it's a thyroid thing. But uh, <laughs> uh, that's okay. Uh, the I've got. Uh, I don't know how what book uh, this guy was commenting on or something, but it was it was a troll. Okay, he was a. Uh, it was a troll because there's a lot of snobbery in magic, and uh-huh. uh, and because it it takes a good ceremonial magi- magician is really a well educated in magical literature and things like that, and people naturally uh, take pride in their mastery of a uh, of a subject. And there's lots of people that are great professorial <laughs> magicians that have never actually done magic, okay? But they, they sure know a lot about it, and a lot of those are on the Internet. And uh, so there's one person, obviously well-read and everything else, uh was uh, commenting on well, how could Lon be talking, you know, authoritatively about all these demons and stuff uh, when he hasn't even conquered uh, uh, his his own weight uh, problem, you know? And and the guy said, uh, 
maybe he should re- really be invoking the the spirits of uh, diet and exercise. <laughs> <laughs> and, oh. and oh, I get so mad at at him, and that hurt my feelings so oh. bad. Okay, and yeah. uh, and. And then I started thinking, no, this guy is the voice of God talking directly to me. <laughs> He's slapping me across the face. This is an angel talking to me. Uh, he's right. He's absolutely right. And uh, and it, it pretty much uh, just took conquering the demon of diet and exercise. <laughs> for me to drop the weight and turn my life around and and uh, uh you know I got back into music and all all of that and I probably uh you know added some years to my life and everything else can't you see what a blessing this guy was and and uh, it would probably just irritate him no end um uh, to know what a what a wonderful uh spirit uh he has been in my life and uh, uh and showed me what demons I really did need to to conquer and uh but but in a sense I had to transmute I had to redeem that wild reactive uh energy rage that I had at having my feelings hurt and things like that, I literally had to transform that. I had to turn that that lead into the gold of uh, uh, the magic that would make that transformation in my life. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that, that that was great, and it wasn't just one thing he said, as I recall. I mean, he. He was trolling you for a while, and oh yeah, so, years, uh, <laughs> years. Oh my God! Wow. Yeah. 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 That was serious, so. but yeah, that's the whole point of all of this, I think, isn't it? It's just to find that that energy and and use it for our own best interest instead of using it. Um, well reacting like you said it just uh but it's not easy it's not easy to do because our first sense is we want to kill that person who said those things <laughs> right 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 and what good would that have done you know yeah yeah mm-hmm. yes but it, that is a perfect example of how you use the energy to help yourself that was major mhm cuz you started walking now, you- again What's that? Then you you started exercising. You started walking. You, you not started just diet, walking, you... right? And yeah. uh, actually, uh, all I needed to do was one thing, and that was obey my wife. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Just the yes. one thing. Yeah. So. <laughs> I know where I know where the higher power is in this house. Yeah, I so. sure do. <laughs> yeah. 
Michelle, you're going to ask a question. I didn't mean to interrupt. Go ahead. No, that's okay. I was just going to – I wanted a little clarification. So the gentleman or the, the, the human giving you a hard time on social media and trolling you isn't actually the demon. He's the one pointing toward your demon that you need to work with. Is that how you yes. would describe that? Okay. Yes. Oh, absolutely. He's he's not a demon. He's a mm-hmm. he's a guy. He's a jerk. <laughs> just, just an old fashioned just an old fashioned jerk. But mm-hmm. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Just pointing the way to something for you to work on. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Now, I know that you were talking about aligning ourselves, aligning ourselves with the Supreme Deity, and how uh, God had made the deal with David to have that uh, temple built that he didn't build, but that his son built. Now, you've also been on the show talking about ancient Egypt, and that the temples there, when you go inside them, they realign you. Yeah. Right? To Yeah, that's, that's yeah. see now that's a whole new thing. That's a whole new concept to so many people of what those temples are really for. So mm-hmm. please elaborate on that. That is a fascinating fascinating thing. Well, there's uh lots of good books on uh, uh sacred geometry and and uh in architecture and and most of them spend a lot of time on on the proportions and uh, uh, design of uh, temples all over the all over the place, uh, and that's exactly what I was uh, talking about when you re- when you read the description of the, the in the in the Bible about uh, King Solomon's temple. They're very specific on how many units. Uh, they are, and uh, when you look at it, they, uh, you know, they form a vesica, all this stuff, uh, whose diameter is uh, half the circumference of the radius of the, of all of that, and it's pretty impressive, and I am just too lazy to even get into any of that stuff. Uh, I'll take your word for it, yeah. Um, but th- that's exactly what, what it uh, what it's doing. Okay, it, it's a functioning, miniature, working model of the of cosmological realities that actually, uh, first of all, on the on the surface, uh, align and harmonize uh, with the proportions of uh of where we are in relationship to the sun and uh and uh orbiting planets and things like that but even more importantly than that that's that's just a small attunement a small alignment because ultimately there there uh uh working with concepts such as that are are working with three dimensional space and there's more than three-dimensional space in, in, going on, okay? Yeah. Well, first of all, the, you know, right off the bat, we got this thing called time. Mm. And 
and this time uh, factor in in the equation that that uh, uh, is going on also has its vibratory uh, reality, and the the tweaking of certain uh, uh, spatial things because time, in a sense, is uh, uh, we, at least we can wrap our meat brains around uh, uh, what time is uh, as relative movement within uh, within space. Uh, that could be tweaked with in architecture too. And I think the Egyptians, either through incredible intuition or in, I wouldn't rule out revelation, but mm-hmm. ultimately all revelation comes from within. Uh, you know, you really don't need a flying saucer person to come down and explain things to you uh, because what it is they're explaining, you know, came from within <laughs> at one time mm-hmm. or another. And because time uh-huh. doesn't exist, okay, it may as well be coming from you. And uh, uh, so a, a first-rate Egyptian temple uh, is is something absolutely uh, uh, magical. It's magic in stone, and I'm not sure there aren't cathedrals in Europe that are that are uh, uh, these same kind of time transcending uh, models of of perfection. Now the the idea of Freemasonry, okay, it's a nice it's a it's a nice service club, and we we go and we you know we we're charitable and and uh, but we've also got these incredible uh, rituals that have been developed by uh, by individuals that may not even have realized exactly what it was they were developing. But it all revolves around geometry and and uh, 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 melding spiritual concepts with this I- idea of uh, of the perfection of the of the universe as a geometric uh, 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 formula. And I was for for years, once a year for a number of years, I was privileged to 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 meet with. Uh, uh, other Masons who are interested in in this esoteric end of uh, uh, of the craft, and would would meet in one of the most uh, magnificent <clears throat> edifices in the in the world. That was uh, uh, where each section of this uh, this complex was was built along lines of, of sacred geometry. And we'd we'd li- we'd live there for like uh, well three nights and four days or something like that, and we'd present papers and we'd uh, shoot pool, <laughs> smoke cigars. <laughs> okay, but but besides that, okay, we talked about the esoteric uh, nature and uh, you know lectures on uh, uh, alchemy and things like that, and. Uh, 
And I was the biggest putz in the whole place. Uh, <laughs> there, there were just really smart people there. And uh, <laughs> But just I, I would get up in the middle of the night and I would I would just wander these magnificent halls and temples and and everybody was just odd I mean within 24 hours you could you could actually feel that your something in your spine was being readjusted and more perfect and, and it's almost like a a spiritual chiropractic adjustment <laughs> just being there okay and to be there for like uh day and night for 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 4 days was just like a uh, like an orgy of realignment of cosmic realignment uh and so i could i could see uh with the egyptian temples and things like that the 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 priests that that ritualistically moved like moving parts of a of a of a wonderful spiritual machine day after day year after year century after century uh i could just imagine what that did to the evolutionary uh growth of individuals privileged to uh uh, be part of that. Yeah, this is phenomenal mm-hmm. energy. Now, let me ask you about Gobekli Tepe. Do does you do your does your circle or do you know people who know anything about that? I mean, Egypt Egyptian times, we at least have some semblance of what they were doing. We still don't have a lot of these mysteries understood. But Gobekli Tepe is even older and. So much less seems to be known about it. Right, right. I'm surprised we know as much as we do. Uh, Now, Mm -hmm. I've been part, for years, I've been part of this uh, uh, series called uh, Magical Egypt. Mm -hmm. And it's it's like an uh, award-winning set of, of video uh, presentations with uh, uh, experts from all over the place, and it's it's uh, uh, coupled with the graphic magic of uh, of Chance Gardner and stuff. It's a magnificent series, and I would really, really uh, uh, recommend anyone that that hasn't uh, hasn't viewed that uh, series the magical egypt just uh, to uh just to google it and see uh see what they uh what they offer because uh, uh that to me seems like uh, uh uh something that a person interested in this would just uh, drool over Oh yeah, I think I bought that a few years back, and it is amazing. It is amazing, and of there's course, a, yeah, you know, it's great because you're in it. So, um, but they talk a lot about the brain, and I found that fascinating. 
But again, I'm looking at Gobekli Tepe and wondering what in the world were they doing? Was it the same kind of thing, do you think, as Magical Egypt? If they they were constructing similar uh, temples, or was it something different? I mean, it's such a mystery. It's so interesting to me. Yes, and you got to remember that uh, the Egyptians were just uh, uh, they came late. They're, they're yeah. The Egyptians were the new kids on the block. Right. Hmm. Yeah. And, uh, uh, yes. And, uh, you know, the, the Hindus have uh, this concept of yugas or great ages. That uh, uh, there's like golden ages that uh, uh, where people walked with gods. Almost every mm. culture has has uh, the the legend of a time when we walked with gods, and then we had these dark times. You know, there, uh, in other words, consciousness, human consciousness, goes through cycles. And mm-hmm. of course, the Hindus have it all blocked out. But you know, how many days, how many years, and stuff. But the the idea being that uh, that we now actually know what they've been saying for years, that the Earth and our whole solar system, the sun and, and all the planets that, that hang around our sun, are also going around a center in the galaxy. So we're orbit, or orbiting, and it's probably the black hole at the, begin, at the uh, uh, center of the Milky Way. But it's an elliptical or orbit, and sometimes we go closer to the to the center, and the, the gravitational pull there, as we go closer to the center, speeds up. So that cycle is slow, is faster. Okay, it's uh, mm-hmm. you know only you know ten million years or so or something, and the ones way out in the edge, all these dark ages, are really long, mm. but but we're near and then far from this galactic center, and it seems that when we're near this incredible vibratory essence that is that center that we get real smart and that we get real insightful and that we all of a sudden don't have to start talking with each other because we can just read each other's (laughs) we can read each other's (laughs) minds Uh, we can we can figure out you know how to you know program our vcrs you know without help and uh, <laughs> that's that's okay. so old okay uh but anyway so the the idea of egypt or the echo that egypt was of one of these times where we walk with walk with the gods would deal with Intelligence, information, and technology 
that it takes more than our meat brains to comprehend. And I think a lot of a lot of the mysteries that re- remain and tantalizes from these uh, uh, ancient uh, civilizations has a has a little bit of that happening because the the Egyptians said we came from someplace else, and that someplace right. else came from someplace else, and that's someplace else too, and. Uh, I'm not sure there's going to be another one unless that the someplace we're going into uh uh doesn't need to breathe air. <laughs> or or who can survive or who can survive in 300 degree temperatures, you know. Whatever it is, consciousness always was and always will be. So uh uh, we may lose our meat brains and our meat meat, but, but consciousness will go on. Yeah, and it just seems, mm-hmm. um, you know, Egypt has fascinated us for so long, but yet we still don't understand so much about it. But when you talk about it, it's a time when we walked with gods. I mean, it, it is, it's so far beyond our comprehension. Yet it's very similar to the story you started out with tonight of having to connect with that source energy, which is so enormous that it's hard for us to conceptualize. It's hard for us to allow ourselves to feel that because it is so big. So, yeah, it's, I mean, this has been so helpful, Lon, talking about all these things with you tonight. Oh, mm-hmm. oh have, we, have, have we started? <laughs> yeah, we could oh, talk I, all night oh, with I you. Thought, I thought we were I thought we were just chatting, getting ready for the okay. But we love this kind of chatting because it's it's so much fun to talk to you. But but it's also there's so many mysteries still uh it seems to be revealed. And and again, when you're a magician as you are and you can ask for these things to be revealed, right? With just magical practice. You wanted to know uh, more. Well, well, yeah. The, the as as it works out, the uh, you don't know what you know, or you don't know what you've learned until uh, retrospect. <laughs> does, does, yeah. does that make sense? You don't it know. It does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just a, a child uh, doesn't actually feel themselves growing until they try to put on the shoes <laughs> that yeah, they wore small. as a baby. Okay. And oh, right. Mm-hmm. Right. oh my God! I've changed. Yeah. Yes. And uh, and that's that's how this stuff goes too. You don't. Uh, that's why I tell people if you want to learn magic, start teaching magic. Mm-hmm. Because you learn <laughs> from the only teacher that you have, really, and that's that's yourself, and you don't know what uh, you uh, already know until somebody asks you a question. Now, tell us about some of the classes that you're offering, so that if people want to study this with you, how would they start? Uh, 
gee, uh, email me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Email email me and be polite. Uh, <laughs> right. Well, uh, uh, first of all, the closest thing I've got to a, 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 a blog is my Facebook page, just my personal Facebook page, Lawn Milo Duquette. And it's public, and you can you can everybody can get on it. And uh, ask Constance. I'm on Facebook too much every oh, okay. day. Okay, and every <laughs> day for the for over the last two years, every day at ten o'clock my time, I do a fifty minute to a half hour uh, uh, show of some kind. Uh, but that's just uh, to make people. Uh, not forget I'm still alive and living in Sacramento. <laughs> uh, but uh, but, but my uh, – uh, so They I've can join a, you I'm, there on Facebook. They can join me on Facebook. And I've got uh, uh, an entire set of uh, of my, uh, my workshops. Some of them are, are three workshops in one uh, and some of them four. And some of them are just one-time ones. So um, they're on all sorts of subjects, uh, the magic of tarot, uh, the Goetia. Uh, there's a four-part Enochian magic one. There's a, a three-part, three degrees of Kabbalah initiation. Uh, there's one on how to make a, making a Jupiter talisman. Uh, there's one on the abyss and one uh, on the Knights Templar and uh, and Solomon. And uh, so if they email me, just at lawnmilo at gmail.com, and uh, I'll, I'll send them the, uh, the thing. I think they're $25 a, a piece. I think the four-part ones are 30 or something like that. And then that's just done through PayPal. Just this, this as simple and bonehead as I need mm-hmm. it to be. Yeah, yeah, no, it's easy. And I have to say, I've done several of your workshops, Lon, and every single time, it has expanded my mind so very much. I've learned so much from uh, everything that I've I've studied with you, and I especially fondly think of. The new, I believe it was the New Year's Eve that you read from the Enochian language. It was amazing. Do you remember what year that was? That was a while ago, but, but it was, was extraordinary. Yeah, but, it uh, was extraordinary. But in, in the in the Enochian workshop, I uh, uh, it's a it's a it's a truly an interactive workshop, and we. Uh, uh, I read the calls and we we scry. We do magic uh, as much as magic can be done remotely, you know. So. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. all of all of my classes I've done with you have been great, and just I can't recommend them enough. Mm-hmm. You are the best. And also, everybody, keep in mind that Lon has written over 19 books. So go to Amazon.com and check out the books. They are all great. My personal favorite is always going to be My Life with the Spirits. And as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, it is going to be coming out as an audio book. And I hope and pray 
that it's also going to be coming out as a television movie because it would be terrific. So Wouldn't any producers out there listening, you better contact mm-hmm. me because I don't want you to miss this opportunity. That is a great story that you wrote, Lon, and it's true. So even better. But, yes, that needs to be done. So what are you working on now? What's next? What's the next book? Uh, well, the next book is uh, the uh, ac- the Accidental Christ that's, that's coming out, and then uh, uh, the Homemade Magic uh, is uh, uh, being re-released with a with a new publisher, and Homemade Magic is one of my favorite books. It's along the lines of my life of the spirits, and so I've redone uh, uh, both of those to try to keep them in print for another 20 years or so as the oh, world teeters toward mm-hmm. extinction. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, we will have your books, that's for sure, no matter what happens. So, Oh, that's great. Well, Lon, this has been a wonderful evening, well spent with you as always. Thank you so much for joining us. Well, thank you, and sorry I just babbled on. That's how I no. am. You didn't just babble on. It was great. It was great. Thank you so much. A lot of insight. So everybody, yeah, so much. And don't forget to go to Michelle's website. Also check out all of the cool stuff that she has coming up, michelleclair.net. And Lon, your Facebook page, Everybody needs to go there, Lon Milo Duquette, and become a follower so you can keep up with all the workshops and teachings that you're offering. This has been great. So next week, everybody, again, William Stick Evers is coming, and he is going to be talking about the UFO briefing that President Reagan got. We've got to hear all about that. And he also is going to have some predictions, and he's always right, so we don't want to miss it. So, everybody, until then, we will see you on the Blue Highway. Good night, everyone. Thanks for listening. Tune in next week for another radio adventure with Supernatural Girls. Lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.